The service of prayer and preaching for Christian Education Sunday, August 27th, 2023. The opening hymn is TLH 630. Ye parents, hear what Jesus taught. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he 
has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. reading from Ecclesiastes, the first chapter. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What does a man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Around and around goes the wind, and on its circuits the wind returns. All the streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness. The man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun." Is there a thing of which it is said, See, this is new. It has been already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of later things yet to be among those who come after. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold... All is vanity and a striving after wind. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The intro is verses from Psalm 34. Come, all children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. A reading from Acts, the second chapter. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Be saved from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about three thousand souls. And they held fast, continuing in the teaching of the apostles, and the fellowship to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Luke the 18th chapter. Now when they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them, and when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with a common responsory found on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. The Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He had it all. He reigned over Israel when she was at the pinnacle of her wealth and worldly prestige. Neighboring countries paid him tribute. There was peace within his borders. His citizens lacked for nothing. First King records, Judah and Israel lived in safety. From Dan even to Beersheba, every man under his vine and under his fig tree all the days of Solomon. He had it all. His name was King Solomon. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. According to the scriptures, Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt, where he was wiser than all other men. He also spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. He spoke of trees from the cedar that is in Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts and of birds and of reptiles and of fish, and people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. Solomon had it all. He was an educated man, a botanist, zoologist, astronomer, philosopher, and statesman. His wisdom and knowledge were coveted by everyone. I wish that I had some of the wisdom of Solomon at times. Make no mistake about it. His education, wealth, honor, prestige, and wisdom were all gifts from God. Yet with all that Solomon had been given, he penned some of the darkest words in all of Scripture. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? Nothing. For all his toils under the sun, man has nothing. It's all meaningless, empty, vain, and full of frustration. <laughs> Isn't that a great way to begin a new school year and to talk about Christian education? Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. All of your work is useless. Your pursuit of knowledge, of excellence, of achievement, it's all chasing after the wind. That's what in, uh, Solomon was inspired to write by the Holy Spirit. I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I applied my heart to no wisdom and to no madness and folly. I perceive that this also is but striving after wind. For in much wisdom is much vexation. And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. In the words of one of my kids, why should we go to school at all? It's a good question. Listening to Solomon, arguably the wisest and smartest and most knowledgeable man who ever lived, we may be tempted to conclude, what's the point of anything that we do? What's the point of all the long hours you teachers will expend preparing lessons in reading, writing, Spanish, home economics, history, science, geography, and mathematics, if it's all vanity? What's the point of teaching self-discipline and demanding excellence if it's all meaningless? What's the point of me trying to teach anything to you? What's the point of trying to scramble and teach our kids? Does it really matter anyway? Honestly, what's the point of education at all? Nothing apart from Christ. Simply put, there is no point to anything that we do apart from Christ. Every gift of God can be transformed into an idol. Our education at Emmanuel, our approach to education, our philosophy of learning, 
our curriculum, our desire to build up children in the fear and knowledge of the Lord, all of these things become idols apart from Christ. Every good thing becomes not where faith in Christ is not above everything else. In Christ, these gifts of God are great, wonderful gifts for ourselves and our children. The Holy Spirit also caused Solomon to write, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear the Lord is to know him, to trust him, to look to him for everything, to believe in him as the one thing needful. This is the beginning of wisdom. He had it all. As you continue to read through the history of Solomon, you don't have to get very far before you see that he also had idols. None of us would admit to having idols, but we're all threatened by them. You can judge what the idols are that threaten your life by considering all of those things that you would never relinquish. What are the non-negotiables of your life? What do you insist on having? What are you willing to spend all to get, sacrifice all to hold, and give up everything else to never lose? The large catechism rightly puts before us a God means that from which we are to expect all good and in which we are to take refuge in all distress. If it's not an idol that threatens you, why are you so miserable when it's taken away? You see, the problem is not with the good thing that we value, but how much value we place upon it. There was nothing more precious to the Jews of Jesus' day than their interpretation of God's Mosaic law. They valued their service to the law as they understood it above all things. Our gospel lesson puts before us the importance of faith like a little child taken from Luke 18. We heard a few weeks ago what comes after this text in Luke 19, the weeping of Jesus over the idols taught and put before these children by the teachers who were placed to keep idols away. Instead of God, they were led to see whatever made them happy or feel successful or things that they deemed were more important for their time than being in and around the Word of God. The Pharisees, of course, were the prime examples of this. They were zealous. They added to their own rules, or they added their own rules to God's Word and insisted upon strict observance. But they were not the only teachers to whom the people were listening. God had also placed parents over children, and they too were zealous for many things, adding where they need not be adding. Jesus calls us all to repentance in those places where our own beliefs or our own interpretations are in conflict with his word. Why? Because all our sincerely held passionate beliefs concerning law and obedience that does not have Christ at its center is an idol. The law in God's word is not an end in itself. The works of the law, the work of the law is to drive us to Christ. The problem with the Pharisees in Luke 19 is that their law became an idol for them because Christ was missing. They did not see their sin. They did not see their pride. They did not see their self-righteousness. Therefore, they did not see their need for him who alone could make for their peace by the blood of his cross. The same could be said of us whenever any good thing in our lives takes possession of us. We are blinded and we do not know the things that make for our peace. Think about the idolatrous faith of the Jews of Jesus' time. What could be greater than God's own law? What could be greater than wanting to serve God's law? What could be greater than marshalling all our powers to try and obey the law? However, no sinful person can truly obey the law and win God's favor. Christ is greater than the law. He is the law's fulfillment. 
To be a Christian is to believe in him alone. The law was fulfilled in his death when he took the punishment for our sin. His death alone made peace between the sinner and God. Most of the Jews in Jesus' day didn't believe this. They believed they were serving God by their sincere attempts to keep their law, but they were really serving the devil. This is why Jesus wept over Jerusalem when he drew near her, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. He stood before them, the one who alone could make for their peace, but they rejected him. As a result, the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed and the city was nearly leveled to the ground 40 years after Jesus spoke his warning. What about us? As the hymn writer put it, Earth has no pleasure I would share. Yea, heaven itself were void and bare, if thou, Lord, wert not near me. Jesus stands before us each day in this place, not only on Sunday morning, but each day in the life of our homes, our workplaces, our schools, and congregation, through Bible story, catechism, and liturgy. He is the one thing needful. We know of no Jesus except that Jesus who comes to us through his word to give life and salvation and the forgiveness of sins. Apart from him, all that we do is vanity, no matter how noble the pursuit. The Lutheran understanding of the gospel is what, more than anything else, sets apart Lutheran Christian education from all others. We sinners are justified by faith in Christ alone. The Catechism expounds the gospel from Scripture and teaches us to know ourselves and to know our Savior aright. Through liturgy and hymnody, we learn to approach Christ in every time of need. The mercy of God in Christ teaches us to love one another and to dwell together with one another in unconditional forgiveness, bearing one another's weaknesses. These teachings come from Christ and make for our peace. These work well when they are done hand in hand at home. When our kids hear the same in the education room as they do at home, what a great foundation is laid for them when they walk outside in the world who seeks to quash their faith. What a great good thing for our children to hear from the mouths and actions of all of you, their dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Great examples of how important and faith-quenching being in the Word truly is. What a beautiful gift for them to see you drinking deeply from the wells of salvation and being in the Scriptures just like they are, nurturing a love for God's Word that doesn't despise preaching in His Word but gladly hears and learns it. While the world seeks to call us to our own idols that are deeply embedded in our own hearts, the good news is that Christ has died and risen again. He has destroyed the idols and joined you to himself in holy baptism. Through daily contrition and repentance, the old man in us is drowned and died, and the new man arises each day to live in righteousness and purity forever. Each day, as a baptized child of God, as one lived in the day the Lord has made, rejoicing in it because it knows that in Christ you have it all. You have something that not even the devil himself can take away from you. You have forgiveness of sins, life, and eternal salvation. By faith, you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Apart from Christ, all is vanity, but with Christ, his word, his baptism, his absolution, his supper, you have all you need. As you begin this year of education and reflect upon this wonderful gift, May you ever fix your ears upon this promise. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, 
how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn TLH 629, Let Children Hear the Mighty Deeds. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, you have entrusted to your people the task of teaching all nations. Enlighten with the wisdom of your Holy Spirit those who teach and those who learn, that the joyous truth of the gospel may be known in every generation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn TLH 631, Savior who thy flock art feeding. Shepherd. 
Feed in pastures ever. 